Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Steve, Sharpie, and Lauren. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. Hiya. Hi, Lauren. How's everyone doing? Just ducky. We have. I'm still in the post Disney blues. Oh, I am too. Honest. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's been a while. Like, I, I can't even go to Epcot this evening. I know, because we were all hanging out together, and then you kind of get back, and you're like, you miss it. I miss yeah. everyone. And I posted the poll on, mouse, on on the Mouse Chat fan community page on Monday morning, and everyone wanted to go to Magic Kingdom. I mean, there was over... Not me. There, there was hmm. the... Well, yeah, we know. You you want to go to Epcot. I believe um, I posted a picture of a Grand Marie slushie. Epcot is nice. Of, yep. of exactly what you wanted to be doing. I, <laughs> I, I saw that. I think uh, I said... But I, th- uh, I thought it was fascinating um, of the options that I put out there. Uh, I put, I think, six options. Yeah, I think... And, and 99 people said that they would like... To, I, I said, it's Monday. You're at Walt Disney World. What would you be doing right now? 99 people responded and said that they would be at the Magic Kingdom. Mm. 69 people said that they would be at Epcot. 38, Animal Kingdom. Uh, and then one of our listeners, uh, Michael, added uh, another option, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. 20 votes on that. Mm. Uh, and then more specifically, uh, 17 said Hollywood Studios. Seven said they would be eating breakfast. Four said that they would be lounging at their resort. Two said they would still be sleeping. Uh, and one said they'd be headed over to Disney Springs. So nice. I thought that was a fun, a fun little poll uh, to, just to hear what people would would want to be doing. Uh, there were a few people at Disney who were like, hey, I'm at Magic Kingdom right now. So that was We're fun. no longer talking to those people. Uh, exactly. Because <laughs> we wanted to be among those people. Yep. We were there for our Mousehead meetup and I never made it to the Magic Kingdom. No, I didn't. Even we did. I did ever. two days in Epcot. I didn't even go to the Magic Kingdom one yeah, time. I only did Epcot. Sad. I did all four parks. And, I, and actually, I, I did. I think I did all of the parks at least. No, I take that back. I'll, I did. Or, or did. Hmm. I only did Magic Kingdom once. That's I did right. not make it at all. I, of course, did Animal Kingdom, I think, three times. Oh, my gosh. Shocker. I didn't yeah, see that coming. Know, right? Exactly. How I went long there, were you I went there? there the, the, the first day, I went there the second day, I ended up there the third day. I oh, went in I there, I rode Flight of Passage, Navi, and Everest, and that was literally the extent of it. Yeah. You were like, they had and the, then you went. Yeah. You didn't even know they yep. had the animals there. There's there's animals? I, yeah. I thought it was a zoo. I, I didn't know. Oh, hush it. There's no animals. <laughs> hush it, see the rides. <laughs> So no, where are we talking I, about? I, I went. On, I went on the safari. I walked the trails. Oh, that's nice. I did my favorite thing to do, and that is to get ice cream or some other type of treat and walk the Tree of Life Garden Trail. Oh, see, at the next Mouse Chat okay, meetup, so- that's what we should do for our Mouse Chat meetup. We should have Sharpie take us on a tour of the animals. I have to be honest. I enjoyed that. That's the most I've ever enjoyed Animal Kingdom. With uh, with a treat in hand. But he didn't give me a treat. If he gave me a treat, I might have even liked it more. Yeah, see, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to work on that. And and I tried uh, a, a limited time special that they have uh, in Africa. It, it's uh, it's the uh, Tamu Tamu, uh, and it involves my my favorite thing, and of course that is Dole Whip, um, the the Simba Sunset Dole Whip. Uh, it was absolutely delicious. It is a Dole Whip uh, that has watermelon, strawberry, and coconut flavored syrup. It was delicious. Huh. 
and and for for another fee, uh, of course, you can add dark or coconut rum. Mm. I didn't add the rum. It was middle of the day. <laughs> you know, I didn't didn't want to do that. You disappoint I, me. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, and now and now thinking well, back, I wish I'd added the coconut. I think we were drinking well, rum. but at the time I think I was too cheap to add a shot of rum uh-huh. because it's it's five forty nine without the rum and it's eight fifty with the rum. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's not a whole lot. That's, a, that's an that's expensive shot. Probably <laughs> worth it. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I would have we done were... the coconut rum. I, I I have I have to say, but it was it was delicious. It was very. Ref- wow. Uh oh. We lost. I think we Sharpie. lost Sharpie. He went to go get like rum. It. He'll be right back. Oh, now we hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, but I really like the, uh, I really like the, the watermelon mm. and the, um, specifically the watermelon and the coconut flavoring. I really liked, I didn't really catch too much of the strawberry cause I think the watermelon overpowered it. Um, but it was, it was, it was really good. I, I and a, a regular Dole Whip is four ninety nine, just a regular a small cup of Dole Whip. And this is like one of the big kind of parfait cups and it was only five forty nine. So I think it's a good value. More Dole Whip, only 50 cents extra, and add in those syrups. Hook me up. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to jump in because we're way off topic. We oh, I, you know me. I can't, I can't, I can't stop talking well, about Animal Kingdom once I start. All right. So tonight we are talking about dun, 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 of Star Wars. We're talking Star Wars. Star all, Wars. The, all the songs, that's one you picked? I love that one. Really? You want I guess to, it, I guess it's hard to I sing like the other ones. That's main theme better. Yeah, I don't even know the Cantina band. I like that. Yeah, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is now open at Walt Disney World uh, by two. Just in case you hadn't heard, and um, we were there for the pre. I was there for the pre-opening, and then we went there for the official opening when everybody came crazy. Flying in at uh, lining up at eleven at night and getting in at six a.m. and doing the whole thing. But we, if you thought having a uh, Dole Whip with rum in the middle of the day was bad, what about going to the cantina at like seven a.m. and drinking? Could have could happen. I think it actually did happen. I think it did happen. Yeah, I, there I, were a bunch. We were all in there. I that was the earliest I've had a drink. I think it was maybe seven or eight a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a different planet so it doesn't uh, who knows what time it was that's true uh, that's Bat- a valid point too <clears throat> although there was that that video steve posted on mouse chat oh yeah in the middle at, of the night at 3 a.m washing his face well, yeah like brushing my teeth washing my face cursing the star wars fans like why am i getting up this early to get an uber and then the Uber driver at four uh, thirty in the morning was like, "Yeah, it's, it's almost full over there." I was like, "What in the world?" And then, yeah, we were in there at six a.m. Luckily, I was—I I got lucky enough to get in there the day before and two days before with no crowds. And it was so—you should see those videos at mousechat.net on our Facebook page. You can see what it looks like with nobody in there. Um, and uh, I interviewed the people who sell the critters and the food uh, and give you a rundown on the ride. Uh, Smuggler's Run. But then we all we all went in. You want to start? What do you guys what do you think, Lauren? Cantina? Well, I did like the cantina a lot. I'm not going to lie. 
Well, didn't you kind of start your day there? Atmosphere. It is. It's got a good vibe. You know, I'm a vibe person. Did you have a booth? I'm a little disappointed that the drinks are not mixed. That they that they're all pre mixed and on tap. I I. I but I understand the the high volume the that volume. that location is going to handle, um, and and really the space behind the bar needed to to mix drinks. I mean that 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 takes additional space. Um, but I, we had a great experience. We did. We had a good um, server. She was really good. Um, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I really did. I didn't think it was. I, of course, I thought it was overpriced, but yes, I think you went into it knowing that was what you were going to pay for things. It was um, two drinks maximum, right? Was was what we could order. Yes. Right yep. now, right now, it's a two drink maximum because they want to turn uh, tables, and I'm sure later it'll be. Uh, a drink minimum because they don't want it to turn into a place where people just come and sit at a table to get air conditioning and uh, don't order anything and they sit there and talk. Yeah, because there really aren't that many tables. Yeah, there's not a, a lot, lot of, of the room inside is standing room only. Yeah, yeah. We we were there like the, like they said we were there around breakfast time. Um, I ordered the 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 Mustafarian lava roll. It was delicious. I had one of those too, and it was very. I thought it was very good. Some, we had someone else at our table who didn't like it, um, but uh, I, it was, I thought it was one good. of the best uh, cinnamon rolls that I've ever had at Disney. Yeah, uh, it has like a an Oreo cookie crumb on top with like a um, like a raspberry sauce. It was a, it's a very flaky cinnamon roll. It's, it's not like a, a bread like cinnamon roll. It's more of like a croissant type. It was really good. I had some coffee esque drink um, that was, that tasted very good. It didn't even taste like coffee. I don't even remember. It was kind of fruity, but um, it, uh, the presentation was, was just lacking. But besides that, compared to all the presentations of everything else, there were drinks that someone at our, cause we were at a shared table when I was in there. Um, some guy ordered a drink that had the, uh, like bubbles, like the uh, tapioca bubbles in there, the uh, bobas or whatever they call them. Um, and they were kind of bubbling around cause there was dry ice in there. So that made for a good show. And I had the best pin fizz mm. and that was the one that smoked. Was it? Yeah. It almost tasted like a rosé to me. Okay. It had raw, and I know it doesn't make sense, but it had rum, pomegranate juice, white cranberry juice, and some swirl thing in it. Um, yes, it was, Steve, you had the Black Spire uh, brew. Thank you. That sounds good. But I had two of the best fit fizzes. That was a very good option. I had just the one Black Spire brew, my my cinnamon roll with a unique name that Sharpie knows, and uh, and then another guy at the table who was not with us got the. The beer flight, which has four samples of beer, and they come in. What do they, Sharpie? Do you have it in front of you? Do they cut? They come in like teeth or something like some like. Yeah, it comes on like a wood serving platter. Yes. And 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 it was. It's really. It's a very fascinating service. I mean, it's because they have they have beer on tap, they have cider on tap, um, and they have wine on tap. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's like uh, they really only have one snack item during the during regular day service. Uh, they have the two breakfast items. They have the um, the overnight oats and then the the uh, the Mustafari and lava roll mm -hmm. uh, in the morning. 
Uh, and those are from those are from docking or yeah, docking bay. So you can order those over there as well. Uh, but it, but if you're in uh, Oga's in the morning, which I I would say eventually it's going to be a lot easier to get a, a reservation for Oga's in the morning than it is afternoon. I agree. But yeah. Well, they can only go in to harvest those muscafarian lava rolls like super early in the morning because then the, exactly. the, the cave gets too hot to get to get in there and get them out of there. <laughs> too much lava. Yeah. So that's why they have them. And they're good in the morning. The uh, So that that drink, the the four flight beer thing, you get to keep the, the, the thing it comes in, which is super cool. If you're did in, you have one of those? I did not. But someone at our table did. It's eighty five. Wow. It's eighty five dollars. Eighty-five. Well, but here, here's the but deal. You get to keep it. Uh, you can order. You can order the flight of of beer for eighty-five dollars. Yes. But they're selling for about a hundred and fifty on eBay. There you go. So the you, service tray. So you get the beer wow. for free, and then you just so it sell really the tray. Is yeah. a, a minor investment. This is true. <laughs> and then the oh then goodness. a couple people and then you can go back and get the best pin fizz fizz later. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A couple people got the $45 souvenir kind of tiki mug looking thing. Not yes. the not the thing that looks like a like a like a uh, yeah. Pork. Not that one, pork. but there's another one that looks like a brown tiki-ish scene from yeah. Star Wars. So it's we had 45. Get one of each of those. Yeah, so they're $45, but if you want a refill, what's the what's it called? Sharpie on the beer the flight. The Ranker Tooth Beer Flight. Ranker Tooth Beer Flight Board. Yes. So, uh, and then the other $45 kind of tiki muggish drink, which are ceramic and they're really nice. Um, if you want a refill at 16, so they bring you a refill out again in the same mug at 16 and then they take the mugs away and everything you drink in and they, they wash them and then they give you a new one in a box. So they, you don't, you don't go home with the one you drank out of. They give you a brand new one that's all boxed up and packaged and ready to go. So. Very yes, nice. It's four different beers. Yes. Now, are they full cups of beers or are they like? They're like the the wine. Shot. They're like the the samplers at uh. Udemy yeah, wine. I would say it's little, for eighty five dollars. Yes. Yeah. Five ounces, maybe. Yeah, it's like the one. It's like the wine sampler or the uh, beer sampler at Food and Wine, but which those are maybe four. Five dollars. They're four ounces. Maybe they're eighteen. At, well, yeah. but yeah, but here you get to keep the, the, keep the service the thing. Board. And then you, and then, and, and that's, that's truthfully what you're paying for. Yeah. You're paying yeah, for the, uh, the gimmick of the thing that you get to keep that you will, um, I have no idea what you'll do with it later <laughs> besides sell it on eBay. That's the, yeah, the, the, the cliff dweller pork mug. Um, that's the other one. Is that 45 also? And then the yub nub indoor mug. The yub nub. So that's just weird. And it's similar to um the tiki bar over at uh Polynesian, Trader Sam's. Although I think the show and the the uniqueness of Trader Sam's is is a little better. The only thing that happens at least that I know of um in the uh cantina is occasionally the power goes out and there's like some power converter in the center of the bar um that they need to pound on to get it to come back on. And then, um, is it Rex who's in there? The the robot from uh, Star Tours. Yeah, it's Rex. Remember the original Star War- Star Wars robot who did Star Tours, Pee Wee Herman's voice. No one, no one. No, Mm-mm. no. Come you lost on. me. Sorry. 
Really? You're on, you're on your own. So the original Star Tours, remember the screen opened up and instead of art, instead of C-3PO, it had Rex. And he was the guy and he took you on Star Tours. And he, he was his first time as a pilot. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so then when Star Tours came, reopened with C-3PO, Rex was like in a box or something in the droid area when you were coming in where he had been like packaged up to be fixed or something. So now he got moved to the cantina and he's the DJ. So he's back in the corner and he plays all the music. And when the power goes out and it reboots up, he reboots up and he kind of reboots in his star tours um, program by mistake. So he does a couple star tours lines for those of you that wrote it and remember it. And then, um, then he realizes that he's now in a new place as a DJ in the cantina and he starts spinning the tunes, but he's in the back. He's in the like back left corner. I'm disappointed in all of you. I remember him. Yeah. I posted about him when I was in California. Good job. Oh, thank you. And he's, and he's voiced by Pee Wee Herman. You can't, or what's his name? Uh, what's his real name? Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubin. Paul You're talking about the DJ? Yes, the, the robot. Yeah, I posted a, a, a video of, of, of yes. now that I know what you're talking when he, about. When, when I, the power goes I posted out. a video of him on the, um, on, the mouse uh, on our Instagram page. Good job, yes. So he was originally in the Star Tours ride, and now he's here. He has a new home. But yes, so that's the, but I think the, the gags and things over at uh, the Polynesian at Trader Sam's are a little more fun. But it's a cool, it's a definitely a cool place. I think it's one of the highlights of Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge right now for me. Lisa, where should we go next at Star Wars? It is a fun environment. Um, go to the marketplace. So did you guys walk through the marketplace? What did you, I, I, can... I think the marketplace overall. Okay. And so. Everything that I'm referring to is actually going to be Disneyland, but it is it's an exact identical. Same. And you were Disney at Disney World. World, but you weren't there as as long. Well, no, I didn't go into Star Wars Land. Oh, you didn't go into Star Wars Land at all. No, I didn't step foot in Hollywood Studios. Oh wow, Bad. I was I was kidnapped into. Well, it's exactly Epcot. the same, but yes. Yeah, so I think the overall ambiance of the marketplace is phenomenal. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I, I, it's beautiful. It's authentic. It's Pretty cool. Lauren, what'd you think of Marketplace? And you did Disneyland also. We lose Lauren. Are you muted? Oh, that's why when I'm talking, you can't hear me. That's that, that, would be why. that explains it. That would explain it. I've been, I've talked several times and everybody keeps talking over me. I'm mm. like, what, what did I do? Where's Lauren? <laughs> so what do you think of the Marketplace? Disneyland, Disney World are the same. So Disneyland Marketplace, I thought was really cool. I, I actually thought the theming was amazing there. Yeah, the theming is really cool. If you're a Star Wars fan, I think the theming is is it's amazing. It's massive. Uh, it's bigger than Pandora by at least a couple acres, if I remember right. Yeah, the the, the detail that you find all around, uh, worked into every nook and cranny, is is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and I interviewed, which is on uh, our Facebook page, the people that sell the creatures. I mean, my thing with the creatures are, is they're very authentic, like the little monsters. And some of these monsters, I'm like, where were these creatures even at? I, I don't. Well, they're created for the new um, or Batu. some Or some of them created for Batu? I believe so. Uh, 
Not all of them. Uh, I'm not sure if that's maybe. I think I think somewhere. Hmm. I could be wrong. I could be. But there. But you um have to have a special place in your heart to buy some of these. <laughs> and, and a special place in your bank account. They're they're a face only a mother could love on a lot of those creatures. There are some cute things. I did find some cute, um, like che- Chewbacca fuzzy little things and and uh, cute uh, Yoda things or whatever. Um, but but there's all kinds of merchandise. I, I think the the majority or the bigger merchandise pieces you guys did at Disneyland, which is the same. You guys did the Droid Depot. So that's where you get to build an actual droid. What did you guys build? I, I, it was boring, but I did a, an R2, D2 unit. Oh, it was, it was, but the experience wasn't boring. Oh, you met, no, you, no. Met, you built a, a standard. I did. Standard I couldn't go outside of my box. Legacy droid. Yeah. And I, I kind of regret it now because I think the, the droids, even the R2 type units that, um, you know, resemble a cousin of R2-D2, like with the clear and the blue instead of the white and the blue. Even that could have been a little step out of my comfort zone. Mm. But I didn't. I, I stayed in that comfort zone. and I like him, though. He's cool. So how but, does it work? What do you got to do is when, when you go in there to build a droid? So you get in line, and when you're in line, you're going to be tempted to get the accessories, like stickers and little um, things that he can hold or you can add on. So there are different things that you can get in the line, but don't get them yet. Wait until you build your droid and figure out what you want to add and what you don't, because I bought superfluous stuff, really. So then you go up and you tell them, I want to buy a droid. And you you tell them which kind you want and pay for it. Then you go over to kind of, it's, it's um, kind of like a, a luggage carousel, wouldn't you say? Where they've got all the different parts to, yeah, build, definitely. to build your droid, um, whether it's a BB unit or an R2. Um, and they're on a conveyor belt that goes around and around like luggage carousels do. And you pick out the pieces and the colors. So you have to, it tells you, you get, you get a basket and it'll tell you which pieces you need to build your droid. And somehow Lauren and I still messed it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it tells you you need like yeah. a head and a body and yeah, two legs. To, yeah. or, so and and there's a the very parts. clear indicator of what you should be picking up. And we still messed that up. We did. We did a good well, job. On the conveyor belt. We were very overwhelmed by all the stuff up, coming around the coming around the, the belt. Like we were yeah. like grabbing different things and yeah. I don't know. Okay, so we Sharpie. Were excited. Yeah. Sharpie, if you can imagine we we're looking for the head of R2, which is a half sphere. And right. so we grabbed a piece that was a half sphere, but what we didn't realize is that it was two half spheres together to create the BB unit. So that's a very easy mistake mm. to make. Come on, say, "Oh, mm, I see." Yeah. I, uh, uh, I can oh, see. to make the body of the BBA <laughs> Sharpie. Well, th- there is a there's like a ton of stuff. It's like the Jawa scene in the movie where they're all the stuff is like just all tossed in there. It's like this huge. I it's it's done, not like organized. I should have done a mismatch unit with you know things that. Mm. Completely don't go. Yeah, then you could have worn like your mismatched socks and you guys could have been twins. When oh, boy. Wow. 
Um, so anyway, you get your parts and you put them in yes. your little basket and then you go over to an assembly station and there are probably what, 10 of them, five or six on each side, 10, mm. 12. Yeah. I would say five on each side. Okay. And this is where there's one or two cast members that are helping you. I don't think they're cast members in star Wars galaxy's edge, but, um, some locals that are there to help you. And, um, they, there are instructions as well on how to put it together. There is an electric, uh, a power screwdriver there that you need to use to put the legs on your droid and keep them on your droid. Um, but you put it together and then they, they do something with the, the brains of it and you can get different noises that they put in. But these are all, that's, that's one of the extra things that you can get. But yeah, you put the droid together and then they teach you how to use it. And then he beep, beep, beeps at you and you go, oh, he's so You kind of like activates or something. They kind of activate them there and get yeah. them all set up and yeah. then. And then Turn you can on. you can put them in a little backpack thing as yeah. an extra thing if you want to carry them around the with you. The backpack is extra and, you know, it's so tempting. Super cute. Yeah, it's so tempting because you see people walking around with the backpacks and it has this little flap where the droid face will peek through. And it's just adorable. And then when they're in the land, they kind of act, they kind of uh, interact and they yeah. they talk and bounce around. and Right. And depending on the... Personality. Like having a toddler with you. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, depending on the personality that you have, mm-hmm. you can make him evil, nice, neutral. Mm-hmm. I think there's like smuggler, um, dark side and light side. I don't recall exactly. Yeah. Um, if he's then, yeah, if he's evil, he turns the water fountain up really high and he sprays people with it. That would be awesome. But if they interact with another droid, if it's a a um good droid and interacts with a bad droid. He's going to kind of run away and, and be afraid of that. bad droid. But if they're two good droids, they'll talk to each other and go. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Mm. It's really, really done well. It's an adorable idea. I think it took us 16 minutes uh, from the time we received our bin to the time we were done. So mm-hmm. and that was probably longer than most people. So. Yeah, and that's what's needing still help. seems really short. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's the quick. line was probably it's not forty-five as, minutes or so. It's not as I think we're an hour all all in. It's not as an immersive experience as building the lightsaber, which I have not done. Um, but I've seen videos, brief videos and stuff of it that looks like it's more of a that's more of an experience. Yeah, than a, I would agree. It it's guided. This yeah. um. Again, you're going to have one local that is kind of spread out between five different people that are trying to put it together. So it's a little less There's not the, yeah, the big aha reveal moment Mm -mm. as much as the uh, lightsaber Mm -mm. from what I've seen. But yeah, they're both. So the the better time investment and, and cost for experience is the lightsaber. I guess whatever. It depends on what you want. Um, you're in. You're in for both of them for a little over two hundred dollars. You can only have. Well, no, the droid is a hundred. Oh, oh, the backpack I think was forty. All right. So I mean, when I was done, yeah, with all the extras and the personalities and stuff, I I was close to two hundred, but I didn't need to be. Okay. So the droid is you can't I, the the droid can be a little less. The lightsaber I think is slightly over two hundred. Um, it is two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, and then the. Uh, 
the lightsaber. I don't know. It, it has a more exciting <coughs> reveal moment. You can only have yourself and one accompanying accompanying guest in with you to do the lightsaber experience. And one person has to buy the lightsaber. You just can't go in. So that's how that. So uh, would you say this, ex- both those experiences are kid friendly? I did not get to do the lightsaber experience, but I would, I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be kid friendly. Um, it's like what age range do you think would be? I might say nine and up. Okay. On, yeah. the, on the lightsaber, but with the droid, you could you, you could, could be, be any age. You yeah. Could be yeah. The droids. Cool. I don't know about a three year old doing the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they if the kid, you, the parent would build it for the kid, I guess. But the um, yeah, the lightsaber um, age recommendation is five and older. There you um, go. The droid. No, on lightsaber. lightsaber. Oh, good. Oh, okay. And at least one person in the party must be 14. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So those are the two bigger experiences. Um, and then you could just buy a lightsaber. They have the legacy lightsabers if you don't want to go. Yeah, and they have a store full of those that you don't have to wait uh, or do the experience. And you can just buy them already pre-assembled. Um, they have an app. What fun is that, though? Oh, I know. And by the way, the droid is three and up. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeez, that's... Well, it's for the... Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the three-year-old's not going to screw it together, but they can enjoy the experience with the parent. Agree. Um, They do have an app with, that I downloaded that if you're really a nerd, a Star Wars fan, you can um you can translate things. There's a lot of things... Yeah, there's a lot to do with that app. And uh, there's a ton of stuff to do with the app that I didn't even get to do. It was the first day and it was just going online and only part of it was working. Um, but I saw QR codes all over everything and I was like, these must be for something. And then once I got the app, they're like, yes, yeah, for the app. Um, and then there's um, writing on all the things in some language. Mm-hmm. And you can translate uh, the different things. And you can figure out, uh, and then there's like different ways to hack programs and there's different games and, and missions and all kinds of stuff. So it's a good side thing. If you go back and you're a local or you're really into that stuff, you have something to do. So download the uh, Disney play app and then, uh, click on Disney Hollywood studios and then click in the Batu area. And there's all kinds of cool stuff. The data pad comes up and, um, there's a nod to the past land that used to be there that I found. Well, someone told me about it. Mm. Did I tell you guys? No, not yet. Uh-uh. Oh, so, all right. So there's a, there's a speeder in the marketplace, you know, like one of those speeders that goes to the redwood forest that you hop on. Mm-hmm. So it's up in the marketplace when you're walking into the land, it's on your left. Uh, and it has three symbols on it. And when you translate those symbols, it translates into L M A. I think I told Sharpie because he he did that thing. Yep. Yep. So Sharpie knows it translates to L M A, which stands for besides Sharpie. Lights. Oh, you, motors. Sharpie. Action. That's right. Sharpie knows. Lights. I was gonna say they always do that, don't they? Don't they always so there's a something in to bounce back to what was there? Yeah. yeah. Some so, type of homage. Yeah. So I mean, nobody would know except unless you listen to the podcast. Um or unless you're the person who designed it and told everybody. 
But and where is that at, Steve? So it's in the marketplace, you know, where the popcorn and the creatures are, whatever. There's a there's a speeder, and I've got a picture of it that I'll post. Uh, and on the speeder, you know, like just written on the engine of it are three three of these weird characters. And when you translate the three characters, so you'd have to find the speeder, find the three weird characters, know that you can translate them, translate them into LMA. And then you would have to know that LMA stands that for lights, motor action, which was the attraction that was there before. Or you could just listen to this. But that's pretty cool that they went to that level to do a nod to the lights, motor action attraction, which was the car stunt kind of spectacular that was in that area before. So there you go. What else did we do? It's kind of hard to believe that entire stadium is, is gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Think it's massive. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was big. And then the cars and the, the garages to fix them all. And yeah. And all the pyrotechnics and the water and the stands. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Crazy. But then we did the, um, there's also some cool photo ops that I did not do uh, that look cool. So if you have the uh, photo pass, you should research those. But then we got to ride the ride. What'd you guys think of the think of the ride? Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I want to hear Sharpie's take on it. Yeah, you know, you Lisa know, our and I take. did it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> here's here's my take. It is a great ride. It is really cool. I feel a butt coming. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and there's there's more more than the butt I'm sitting on. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, the experience of going in, uh, the way they have things organized, the, the intricate detailing of every element of the queue is all really awesome. Really awesome. The way that they load it. Uh, is is really revolutionary for Disney with all of those. The, you believe you're going into one of like just a couple pods, but there there are dozens. There are dozens of pods on a turntable, and it's you can't cool that see you it. can't tell it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you 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 can't see it. It's all behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, you get in there, uh, and you're you're assigned your positions. You have the the two pilots, uh. And then your engineers and gunners. Is that, that correct? Yeah. Two gun, yeah. two yeah. pilots, two gunners, two engineers, six people yes. in six, a six people Falcon. in the pod, yes. uh, to fly the millennium Falcon. So. He, the, 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 the vision, the video display, which is your windshield only goes halfway back the car. So it really only comes back to by the time you figure in your your dashboard your controls and all that stuff it really only goes back above the heads of the front two people who are the pilots the 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 left right and the up down pilot i feel sorry for everyone except the pilots because your your video experience is all like straight ahead of you and 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 Meanwhile, you have all this stuff that's happening around you with lights and buttons and switches and all that kind of stuff. Um, if they had only brought those video displays back, either at least to the second row or all the way back to the third row, it would have been a lot more visually interesting for everyone experiencing the attraction. Because 
as as pilot, if you're you're on the left, you're up down. If you're on the right, you're 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 side to side. But then the other people only have like buttons and switches to hit. So it's kind of lame considering that how much more engaging those back seats could have been with the additional video display and with an alternate style of, of controller. Um, one, one of our listeners, uh, we, we were, uh, Steve and I were, were, were chatting um, with, uh, with Damon at, at Jelly Rolls, and, and he suggested that there should have been some type of video game style, like gunner controller. So like where both hands are on, you aim the gun, you shoot the gun. It's, it's realistic in that manner. Um, and there's just, there, there's just a button that you press. Yeah. So it is a really cool attraction. However, I don't feel like Imagineering hit it out of the park with this attraction because it is so focused on the front two passengers, the front two front two guests experiencing in those front two seats as pilots. I think I think the attraction could have been a much bigger hit. Um but it's definitely definitely not the e-ticket attraction in Galaxy's Edge. I would say the land itself and the details and all of that is to me a bigger attraction than Smuggler's Run. Yeah. That's I, my butt. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. The, but um, now, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, you say yours and then I'm going to, I have something to right. put on it being in so, a different position. Yeah, I, I would say, so you can see when you first walk up to it that there is going to be a fast pass at some point because you can see the fast pass things. There's a single rider line to the left. There's a, a main ride uh, line, and then there's a fast pass line. Uh, if you're on a VIP tour, they will take you through the fast pass line. Um, but the fast pass is not activated. So the wait times are extremely low. So it's kind of telling... The capacity seems like it's pretty high. The queue, like Sharpie said, was amazing. Like they've got a engine in one of the things that they're building and they're testing the engine and it's got the sound effects and the room rumbles and everything's super cool. And then you go in and they assign you, if you're a pilot or a gunner or an engineer and they give you the cards so you know what to do. And then you get to kind of hang out in the Millennium Falcon. They have the the chess table is there and the beds that you can sleep in and the storage containers and everything. Then uh, they call your color of your card and your group lo- loads in. Um, I did the pilot. I did, I did all, I've done all of them. So I did left pilot, right pilot, the gunner and the engineer. Uh, I wrote it with two people and I've written it with six and every combination in between the best positions are the pilot. The right pilot is the coolest. It goes, up, down, and light speed, light speed. And then left is left and right and boost button. And then you have the shoot at the gunners. Um, yeah, I mean, they could have done so much more with the gunners than pushing a red button on the wall. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, you know, cause you, cause you watch the movie and he, you know, you're in the chair and the chair is moving along and you got the display and you're moving the thing. I mean, like, I would have been if if I had gotten into like an X-wing fighter and it was my own X-wing fighter and I was shooting down tie fighters and going through that 
trench and watching the final thing to blow up the Death Star and then the music came in at the end, it would be like tear-jerking good. But it is none of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but you can't you can't make the ride for one person. You have to make it for six and then you gotta make a ton of them. And then you gotta make it for people that speak English and don't speak English and and the whole thing. So it takes a lot of that away from what could be really, really cool. Although we did ride it once and literally after we got off, we got on Pandora and rode Flood of Passage. And that gives you that aha, amazing, mind-blowing moment that this does not. Which we think hopefully yeah. the, uh, the new ride, which I think this is the, the, sea t- the sea level ticket ride anyway. So the other one... So it does a good job for that. I, I, it's themed well. It's fun. It's unique. Um, if if you waited a couple of hours and did one of the other positions, that's not as thrilling. You might not be so thrilled to have waited all that time. Um, so I, 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 I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not that. Oh my gosh! Like you get off a flight of passage and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to take someone on this who's never been on it and and see their reaction. Um, Lauren, what's your two cents? So just my two cents, because I did already do the, I reported already on being a pilot. So this time I took the backseat literally, and I was an engineer and I found for me personally, and and I get what you guys are saying, where if they, they brought it over all the way where you would get that full experience. But me personally, as an engineer, I enjoyed that more because I didn't have so much to do that I was actually able to just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride a little bit. Well, that is true. So there's there's two sides to that for me. Um, I honestly wouldn't be sad if I got the engineer job again. Um, I haven't done the gunner yet, but I thought the engineer, I, I enjoyed it. I actually got to see the ride. And experience it. When I was a pilot, I was so focused on dodging things and doing this and turning left and whatever. And I didn't really fully experience the ride. Yeah. I only experienced that spot. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So that's my two cents on it. So to me, if you get, I would like to do more, you know, like I like the pilot, I like the engineer. I wouldn't be sad again getting the engineer. So that's my two cents. Well, on that's that. good. Yeah. That's a good point. Because as the engineer, there's a lot of times where stuff isn't going on. So you're just watching, you're looking right. forward and you're watching the ride. When you're the pilot, either of the pilots, you're so nervous, you're going to screw the ride up for everybody who's just been waiting. So you had this like stress on you the first time. You're like, oh my God, what do I do? And am I going to screw it up? Well, yeah, yeah they involve so points and yeah, it goes so with everyone. And you have no idea what to do. So you you're a lot more focused and stressed. And then the engineer, you're like, oh, the button's lighting up. I got to push it. I think when right. you're when you're the pilot, you have less. It, it, it's a completely different experience than any other ride that you've ever experienced because you're you're in a video game essentially. When you are in, the and I other- was just I was actually just going to comment that this that current generation, this is an experiential video game. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I think if in the other two positions, um, the engineer more so than the the gunner you have the opportunity, like Lauren's saying, is to enjoy a ride. You can watch what the other people are doing, watch the effects of what they're doing, laugh at when they crash and do all their things and panic. It's, it's an, uh, 
an attraction from an observer's point of view instead of a participant's, in my opinion, which mm. that's fine. Yeah. You may be able to enjoy it more. The best part is pulling the, the lever for light speed. That's, that's the best part. I got to do that. That is the coolest it part. Was awesome. That is it. That is the part. That's the Star Wars fan moment when you pull the lever for light speed. Um, but that's, but that is the, that's pretty much it. So, uh, uh, some of the people got to preview the rise of the resistance when we were there. So, and I didn't want to hear the spoilers, but it sounds amazing. Sounds like it's unbelievable. The, the, the bad part is, is I don't know if enough, if so much ho-hum press has come out about galaxy's edge that when the new ride opens that everyone's going to be like, Oh, okay. You know, cause it didn't open with this. Oh my gosh. Like Pandora did with that flight of passage. So, so we'll see. I can't. So in December, it's like mid December, it opens at Walt Disney world or early December. Uh, I forget the exact date. I want to say the sixth, but that's probably wrong. Um, so early December, it opens over at Walt Disney World, and we'll see how it does. But it's supposed to be phenomenal. And then we'll have I to think, go back. I think it's the 5th or the 6th. I can't yeah. remember which. Okay, good. So maybe I'm right. But yeah, it's early December, and then we will be there a little, uh, maybe a week or so after that to actually ride it. So we won't be there. Oh, when are you guys going? I, I, don't, I don't know. Lisa's going to go and ride it. I'm going the week after, too. Yeah. Lisa's going for I go, a, let me look. A conference and we will she will be on there. I am sure. Sixteen to nineteen. Oh, so December sixteenth oh, to the nineteenth will be. I'll be there then, Lisa. There you go. My girlies. That's because you Oh the girlies. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Me and the girlies. That's cool. The other thing that they That's have, good to know, because then I can mm-hmm. make my flights maybe stay an extra day. I haven't made my flights yet. Oh cool. we'll talk. Yeah. I did. I did oh, try. I did try some of the milk. I tried the blue milk. I tried the green milk. I tried the. Okay, the blue milk tastes like Pepto Bismol. It was they, pretty awful. What? It's I, horrible. It's horrible. Fun, it's inter- It's very interesting because some people, when you ask people, I can never, like the cast members were like, "Oh, you got to go green," and then other people were like, "You got to go blue." So it's it's a it's always a it's up for interpretation because I tried both. I thought they were both good. I tried, and then they both come with alcohol. So I tried, one comes with uh, tequila, and then the other one comes with rum. And Apparently, I had, mine did not have enough alcohol in it. So you can get them. <laughs> so I tried both with 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 alcohol and both plain. I mean, so I thought they were good. the The thing for me is, because I because they were handing them out at an event I was at, so I had them for free. I would not pay for them. You know, like butter beer, I would pay for. So I don't know what it is about the drinks. I I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was like butterbeer good for me. I, I've said this a dozen times. Disney is still looking for their butterbeer. They're looking for that drink that they can sell in every possible concoction, every possible way of service, frozen, hot, yeah. whatever. They're still looking for their butterbeer and they have yet to find They're it. They're not going to find it. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a gold mine for Universal. It's amazing oh. how good the butterbeer in all the different styles and ice creams and everything is, is at Universal. Um, 
and they have butterbeer tr- and yeah. wands. Yeah, and the wands are yeah, the wands pretty a good one. spectacular. Yeah. They they have the made <laughs> they have made spades with butterbeer and wands. Yeah, those were two very good things. Um, so I thought you know I I enjoyed Galaxy's Edge. I think it'll be a whole lot better in December. Um, I also tried the popcorn. And this is funny because we completely disagree on that. I, I was not a fan of the popcorn. Lisa liked the popcorn. Well, I liked the blueberry part. Well, it's a mix of blueberry and some hot. Blueberry cheesecake and chili pepper. And chili pepper popcorn. I believe it's $8, someone told me. Um, and it uh, I had a sample of it when I was there for the event. And it was pretty spicy, at least the batch I got. And it was a unique flavor palette of blueberry and uh, ch- chili. It's not two things you would think for me would go together well. Well, they were trying to do the sweet and savory. I guess. And for me, the the blueberry was sweet. It was good. And the chili was bland. It didn't have kick. Oh, our, mine had kick. No, mine didn't. But the... Uh, there's a little fast food place that everybody raved about. They have a pod racer engine cooking meat and there's a droid like spinning. I don't, I don't know. I want to say like Roncor or Rancor. I, I don't know what it is, but Rondo. there's a, some type of meat. I think it's Rondo. So they're, they're cooking this meat on these spigots um, and they sell it there and it's supposed to be pretty good. It's like sausages and um, things like that kind of in pita type wraps. But I took pictures of it and I interviewed the people making it, but I never had a free hand to actually grab one and taste it. But everybody said that was really good. And then I did not go into Docking Base 5, 7, wherever it was, but you guys have Docking Base 7? Yeah. So that looks like quite quick service. I don't, I don't. So there is yeah, a that's quick, quick, service. Quick, quick service location there. Well, that's where Lauren and I ate. Oh, well, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. I liked it. So similar to like a Pandora esque. Um, dining with unique I think so. food items. Yeah, I'd say so. So yeah, I mean, the thing right now is there's not a there's not a lot of things to do. Well, I'm, in the way of there are shops. Yeah, there, there are, are definitely nice shops. shops. There are definitely shops, and then there's the paid experiences, and then there is the attraction, and then there are some fast food things. Yeah. So, if you go, let us know what you think. Yeah, I definitely enjoy it. Um, super, super immersive, in my opinion. I love how Agreed. the characters walk around as though they're residents um, or visiting. Um, they're not doing your typical photo op meet and greet. Yeah. I So much thought went into so many of the details, um, and and I've grown to appreciate them. It'll be interesting to see if the residents stay, because the day I was there, doing the media stuff, they were everywhere and it was really cool. And then the morning at 6 a.m., there were so many people. didn't peop- see hardly. I don't see any of them. But there were so many people in there, it was like shoulder to shoulder. So if they were in there, it, was, it would have been hard to find them. Um, but now that that's kind of died down a little, um, it would be cool to see. Like I just had like, you know, smugglers trying to, uh, that wanted me to help smuggle crates. And they just kept bringing me all these like giant 
storage bins. <laughs> what? I didn't hear this. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hold this store, hold this bin. And then like some other one would come over and give me, and I had like this whole like array of luggage around me and things I was holding. And then Jeff from uh, Mouse Steps kind of walked by and I was like, Jeff, hold this, hold this case. He's like, what is it? I'm like, just hold it. Don't move. And then I left. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> Jeff, was like, Jeff was like, oh, now I know what all this stuff is. <clears throat> so, yes. You're so going to get it. I pawned it off. But, um, but there were cool things. And then Chewbacca came over. Were you there for this? I can't. No, this was, a, this was a, there when there was only a few people. So we all lined up and with some of the uh, resistance. And we were passing a secret code that the resistance uses. Uh, from uh, guest to guest over on Batu, and then Chu Chewbacca got in the line, and then so he when he got the code and passed it to the next person, you know, you know, a guy came out and Wookie, so it it got all debacled. Oh, it was kind of cute. It was kind of funny. So yeah, so they're all there doing things. Well, and the first order does their thing, and they tell you to put your recording device away, or are you authorized to do this? Mm-hmm. And they there i love the the character it's more natural the character interaction yeah like you're really there yeah and and that's the whole premise the premise is that you're on this um kind of transient planet and yeah so you know, i would smuggling and you know you can stop and get food you can do a little shopping so it's and they have permanent residence but it is a a, a place it's like a port i guess yeah, it's a it's a um like a trading port, I guess. Yeah. On Batu, but they have a virtual queue uh, that Lauren and I were sort of talking about. They had it in place, sort of. I think the first day we were there, Lauren, it's basically to keep yeah. to 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 let you get a time right to enter the land. So I think they're only going to be using that. I mean, you might be able to do it anyway, but I think they're only using that for times that the land gets overcrowded. Yeah. And you can, when you get into the park, you can get into a virtual queue if it's crowded. And I would assume like Christmas week, it's going to be crowded or when the second ride opens up, it may be crowded. And the virtual queue gives you um, a poke. Basically, it'll give you a message and you have two hours to go into the land from the time it gives you your message. So let's say you get into the park at 8 a.m. You go on the app, you get into the virtual queue to enter the land. and at say 11:30 you get your your message saying you can now enter the land and at that point you have until 1:30 to enter the land it's a 2 hour window yeah and so and, and then you can be in the land as long as you want you're not like limited but and yeah and and right now and i i, I even, suspect yeah. that is going to be the way they're going to do yeah. it for um fast pass eventually that it's going to be a virtual queue like it is in Disneyland That'd be nice. But I would not avoid going to Disney World or Disneyland or Hollywood Studios because you think, oh, the crowds are going to be crazy because they weren't they weren't bad. And I don't even know if that virtual queue is needed or if it'll be active unless it's like one of these really busy times that Lauren's talking about. So you can I mean, the right now, the wait is like 40 minutes as we look on our phones for uh, Smuggler's Run. So. I would definitely plan a last minute 2019 vacation or something for 2020 and not stress about having, you know, eight hour lines at Galaxy's Edge because that is that is not the case. 
So you can, you can do everything in there uh, really without any problems until we'll see. We'll see if that carries through once the second ride opens up. And that's going to be interesting to watch because based on this and I, I've, I've, I've laughed off and on and, and also felt sorry for Disney here. Disney was supposed to have one of the biggest weeks ever in the history of the Walt Disney world resort. Uh, and Dorian comes knocking. So I feel like, yeah, the opening of star Wars land of, of galaxy's edge, uh, wasn't as momentous as what I don't think it was going to be anyway, though. Do you? I don't know. They're judging by the lines to get in. I mean, they're, they're, they pushed people back from the gates uh, and they held them underneath the bridge on the pathway to Epcot uh, until like, I want to say like 4 a.m. So there were a lot of people, there were thousands of people there to get into the land before the park opened. Um, but, but I, I think it was, it was going to be a lot bigger than what it was, but I still don't think it was going to be as big as what we all thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. And then the hurricane and then the airport closing and then people unclosing and unclosing, but people had already dis- canceled honestly, their flights. That, that period a- of time was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were down there. Is the airport going to be open? Do I need to move my flight? I didn't move my flight. Uh, People for Monday. Yeah. I, I was supposed to fly home Monday night. I didn't move my flight uh, on Thursday morning because the, because Southwest was still charging uh, the the upgrade to change your airfare. Uh, they weren't charging change fees. Southwest never does that, but they were charging the difference between your booked fare and and the fare that you were changing to. And then Thursday evening, they switched it to where you could book any available flight for exactly what you'd paid with no additional charge. Uh, so I, I changed to, to that, to a Sunday night flight. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there, there were people that, that were stuck there. Uh, I, I think Florida dodged a gigantic bullet with, with Dorian. Yeah. Uh, the minimal, minimal damage that was done, uh, is far less than what it, what it had been projected to be. Cause there were, there were points where it was, it was looking like a category five storm was going to hit Fort between Fort Pierce and Vero beach. Um, and there, there was a lot of of beach damage at Disney's Vero Beach Resort. Uh, a lot of a lot of beach erosion. Um, currently, the, the the steps that go down to the beach have a very large uh, gap at the end of about four feet. Uh, but you can still get down with the ramp uh, ramp there. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. the whole the whole the, the whole experience was a little strange. I it have was. to admit. So, uh, Millennium Falcon is 25 minute wait as of now at 8 PM at night. So that's pretty much walking on the ride. So don't. And, to, and make, and yeah. mind you, Slinky Dog is longer. Yes. All, yeah, everything is longer. crazy. Everything. Slinky Dog has been open yes. for what, two years now? Well, there is nothing pretty much that you can ride. Has it been in, two years? In 25 minutes. So. No, Slinky open. Last summer. Yeah. It goes, it, by, it goes by quick. But yeah. So don't feel like you're going to be, hopefully you're not going to be waiting forever because it's uh, very manageable. And then you could do everything else. There's so many new things there. And we have other shows and we're going to do a show on weather and hurricanes as well. 
But I think does that wrap it up, Lisa, for Star Wars Galaxy's I, Edge? I think so. I, we didn't hit everything. Um, we didn't hit all the different shops and stuff like that. But I think, um, yeah, I think we did all right. Lots of cool souvenirs. Yeah, lots of cool souvenirs. I love some of the backpacks and some of the jackets. Yep, sure. They have some very high end items that you're like, ooh. It's all in yes. credits. You have to pay in credits. Yes. In credits. Everything is in credits. But I think it's pretty cool. It is. I like it. It's nice. It's nice. Well, you're definitely immersed in the land. When you when you get out of there after you've been in there for a long time because you want to see it all like us, then you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot I was in a Disney park. When you start walking out, you're like, oh, I'm in Hollywood Studios. You feel like you've actually been there. So it's cool. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the shows, you can just ask Siri to find some more for you. If you have comments or questions for us, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.